Welcome to episode number seven of GFMM, named Say It With Your Chest. This is our episode on communication. Before we get started, I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Lord, thank you for another day, Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to gather, Lord God. I ask that you bless those out there, Jesus. Bless those that are listening, Lord God. I ask that you, you let our voices be peace to them, Jesus. Let us be resources to them, Lord God. Whatever they need, Lord, I ask that you fulfill their needs, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So episode number seven is all about communication and having good communication in our relationships. And today we have a very special guest host, Mrs. Grace Knox. Yes. <laughs> Grace is a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Georgia. She is passionate about mental health. She's passionate about people thriving in all areas of their life. But furthermore, she's truly a woman of God. She's a prayer warrior. She's a great friend. And I'm just really excited to have her here today with us. Yeah. And so, Grace, you know, I think with communication, everyone asks, what's the foundation of keeping your relationship strong? Everyone says communication. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So can you help us to understand, break it down for us, what makes communication so important to building a healthy relationship? Okay. So communication is the basics of a relationship. We can't connect unless we understand each other, right? And so in order for us to understand each other, we need to understand each other's needs wants and expectations mm -hmm. and therefore this is where communication comes in we can't have a relationship if i'm not sure what you need from me mm -hmm. what you want from me or yeah. what you expect from me yeah. mm -hmm. and so communication <clears throat> is important because it cuts down conflict it also helps us to know exactly what our partner wants from us like i said yeah. um mm -hmm. It is the basics of a relationship. There is no relationship without communication, right? And communication is necessary. It's imperative. I need to know what do you need from me? How do you want me to show up for you? What do you expect from me? And so if you don't know these things, then you can't please each other in a relationship. So... I believe that's why communication is so important. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I completely agree. I completely agree. I think we all have like an understanding of how important communication is, but when it comes down to like putting it into place to implement it in a relationship, I think a lot of us trip with that part. Yeah. So like if you're starting out in a relationship, you're new in a relationship, or even if you've been together for a while, but you've decided, I want to make communication important. Let's make that a priority. 
for our relationship, um, what would you say would be a good place to start? Like if you want to make communication better. I think a good place to start is by checking in. Mm. Checking in with your partner. That's the most important place to start. We're not mind readers. I don't know what you want and you don't know what I want. And the only way to find that out is to ask. And so simply asking, how am I doing? How do you want me to show up for you? What do you need from me? That's how you start communication, starting there. Mm -hmm. And also recognizing that as we grow older, our needs and wants change. Mm -hmm. So it's important to always check in, Mm -hmm. right? Because what I may have needed from you in last season is not what I need now. Mm -hmm. So it's important to consistently check in with your partner. I always recommend checking in at least once a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Create a ritual as um, couple, what works for you? Mm-hmm. Do we check in every day? Do we check in every other day? But there needs to be checking where we are making sure that we are meeting each other's needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What do you believe makes communication so difficult in relationships? Like, why is it difficult to implement that? So I would say that sometimes it's difficult because we don't make time for each other. Mm-hmm. We can get so caught up in life and mm-hmm. everything else that we forget to give the same amount of attention and effort to our relationship that we do to work, to our kids, and to other areas of our lives. Yeah. So communication becomes difficult because we don't make time to communicate. Mm-hmm. True. And when we do communicate, mostly we're communicating about bills or things mm-hmm. that are not important we feel it's important and not the relationship. It's like the relationship is on the back burner. But we need to make time to communicate because that's the difficult part. We're not fulfilling each other's needs because we're unaware of what our partner needs from us. And also sometimes, I don't understand, but sometimes we are somewhat taught not to be difficult Meaning that we think that by sharing what we need and hurting, we are hurting our partner's feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we would rather not say anything and just accept whatever. Right. And that's what the difficulty in communication, because now if we're not communicating, there's room for separation and intimacy. Yeah. And the relationship suffers and there's misunderstanding conflict, disrespect, all of these things have room to come in because there's disconnect because we're not communicating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I really agree with you said about how your needs can change from season to season. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, I have found that to be some of the most difficult parts of my own marriage, you know, and then even realizing for myself and being honest with myself, my needs are different this season. So what was working is different now. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And even to piggyback on what you're saying, sometimes love languages change because we change. So in one season of your life, 
it was fine for your partner to shower you with gifts. Mm -hmm. But in this season, I need you to clean the kitchen. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's what I need to feel, because if I'm getting the help, then I feel loved and supported. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to check in, because what I used to like may not be what I like now. Mm -hmm. But if I don't communicate and we don't communicate, we are bumping heads and we have all these underlying issues, but it stands for because we're not communicating. Right. Right. Can you break down what a love language is? Yes. So love languages are how you want to be loved by someone, Mm -hmm. right? So there are five different love languages. We have words of affirmations, which is you like to hear someone tell you they love you. You like to be complimented shown appreciation any words means a lot to you it makes you feel loved and supported we have acts of service where you prefer for your your partner to do things for you without asking yeah Mm -hmm. then we have gifts you like to either receive gifts or to give gifts then we also have quality time you don't care what you are doing as long as you are with your partner you like to have that intimate quality time and last but not least physical touch where you crave to be next to your partner and to have a body part touching you in some way whether it's (laughs) hugs kisses cuddling those are your love languages Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's important for you to know your love language but more important for you to know your partner's love language why because you don't want to love your partner the way that you want to be loved you want to love them the way that they feel love and want to be loved yeah and oftentimes couples clash because we try to love each other the way that we you require to. love yeah. right so true. Right. yeah and i would like to piggyback off of what both you guys said like when it comes to learning how to love your partner in a, in a new season that they might be in mm-hmm. I agree with you, you know, being with my partner since a child to now an adult, that's something that we've had to learn how to communicate, you know, in our season as, a, as adults, mm-hmm. pretty much. And another thing with the acts of service, I'm not a touchy-feely person at all. Like, I really don't do hugs. I don't, I'm not like that, but my husband is. Mm-hmm. So it's been plenty of times where he's like, you know, do you love me? You know, do you really like me? Because I really wasn't, you know, touching or cuddling or anything like that. So... I had to learn how to do that, but um, I'm an acts of service gal. Like, I'll, no, no, gift giving. Right? Which one is the gift giving? That's acts mm-hmm. of service, right? No, gift giving and acts of service. That's two different ones. Those are two different ones. So I'm kind of like a mix of both. You right. can be more than one. You okay. can be more. Most so, people are like two or three. Okay. So I'm a mix of those. Like, I like to do something for you to show you that I love you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, maybe I'll buy you. I don't know, you know, a sandwich because <laughs> I love you. And I want somebody to do that for me. That's, right. that's how I am. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so important, though. So, Grace, I'm interested to hear your take on how do you navigate that? Like, if you're married or you're coupled with someone where their love language is completely far off from what your love language is, how do you meet in the middle with that? So first thing is to communicate, Mm -hmm. right? Because we have different needs and it's important to check in so that you are letting me know how do you want me to show up for you, Yeah, right? It's absolutely important. So 
in one season, I'm like you say, you may have like gift giving, mm-hmm. but now you like acts of service. Your husband will not know that unless you communicate. Yeah. And once the person communicates, compromise. I may not like to give hugs. I may not like to be under you, but I know that this is what you require. And this is what you need from me. And because I understand that as your partner, it is my responsibility to make sure that your needs are fulfilled. Yeah, I agree. I will meet you halfway. You may not get a hug all the time, (laughs) but I will make sure that you get hugs enough that you feel loved. Because I recognize that I can buy you all the gifts in the world, but if I'm not giving you a hug, it means nothing to you. Yeah. So it's about communication, checking in, and compromise. Mm-hmm. I think it also helps, too, for your partner to hear, like Kaylin explained, mm-hmm. I'm not a touchy-feely person. Right. It's not that I don't like you. It just it's doesn't not, come in your mind. Right. That's yeah. just, that doesn't come natural to me. And understanding right. when I do give you a hug, when I am cuddling, that I'm stretching. I'm doing right. this out of, from a place of love. Right. And being intentional. Like she said, I'm doing this at a place of love and I'm being intentional because I want to pour into you the same way that you pour into me. Yeah. Inten- being intentional in a relationship is so important. Mm-hmm. Like everything, because you're compromising, because it's not easy for you. So you have to be intentional to do what feels uncomfortable, right? And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It mm-hmm. becomes more organic and natural. It's going to feel awkward at first, but eventually it will become normal. But you have to make effort. You cannot make an excuse and say, well, I don't do hugs. Where else should your partner get a hug, right? Right. You have to be willing to compromise. Yeah. That's a part of relationships. It's a part of marriage. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you talked a little bit about just kind of navigating between your love language being act of service and Chris being um, physical touch. Mm-hmm. What would you say have been some of you guys' biggest challenges with communication? Mm. The acts of service thing used to be a big, like a big thing um, in our communication because it would be times where he would, you know, verbally express like, this is what I need. And I would drop the ball, you know, plenty of times, not on purpose, but just for the simple fact that it just didn't pop in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. But eventually, you know, I had to make a conscious effort to give him what he needs. Mm -hmm. So I'll say, um, I mean, of course, I like hugs. I love to, you know, cuddle my partner. I love to kiss my partner, but I'm just not overly affectionate. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I'll just make a conscious effort to... um, you know, rub, rub your back a little bit. You know, I love you. Know? <laughs> I love you, baby. You know, a little back rub. You know, you know, a little something, a little foot rub. You know, mm-hmm. make a conscious effort to try to give him what he needs. Right. So that used to be a big thing, but I feel like we've gotten better with that. Um, another area of communication, I say, we have an issue with like more so being real with each other sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, like it may hurt this person's feelings, or you may look at this person like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know sometimes we're afraid of getting that reaction from the person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what we deal with. We're trying to navigate through that. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes we expect people to react or respond a certain way. Yeah. 
And we have to remember that when we communicate, we're not attacking the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are communicating about a behavior. Yeah. And we always, as therapists, we talk about using I statements, mm-hmm. right? I feel, I need, and I want. When you come from that perspective, your partner is more open to hearing what it is that you need and want and how you feel about a situation. So I will not be operating in offensive um, tone when you tell me how you feel, okay. right? Because if you come and you tell me things, but I feel like you back me into a corner, now I have to respond in a defensive mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. So sometimes communication is also about your tone mm-hmm. and the language that you use when you communicate. And not looking at the person and their personality traits, but looking at the behavior mm-hmm. that can be changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that's been a big thing too, um, because I'm not really... A, a yeller like I don't I'm not really loud but my husband is kind of loud so there's been times in conversations where you know I'm verbally expressing how I feel in a soft tone you know just letting you know how I feel and he's kind of you know loud and abrasive and that instantly makes me like want to shut down, down. like mm-hmm. I don't want to talk you know now you're going to get a little bit you know of aggression from me mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah but those I statements it really like you mentioned, Grace, it disarms the defensiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the emotion on me. I feel. Mm-hmm. But when we come with you did, you, mm-hmm. you, your your partners automatically they're gonna defend themselves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that is something I've learned to put the emotion back on myself. I feel this and you did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And most partners don't want to make you feel negatively, right? That's true. They because the real issue is the behavior. Yeah. It's not the partner. And when you attack the behavior, because we're a team, I'm not bringing these issues to you because I think that you're a bad partner. I'm bringing it to you so that we can work it out so that we can be a better unit. Yeah. How do you get a person to understand that even when you are bringing it to them like I feel or you're being calm in your delivery, but they still take it in like a negative way? And you communicate it just like that. I'm telling you these things, but I don't want you to feel that I'm attacking you. Right? Right. So you clear the ear before you even start the conversation. Hey, Chris, can I talk to you? I just want to tell you some things. I hope that you don't take it in an offensive manner because that's not my intentions. I just want to talk to you about this behavior and how it made me feel. Okay. That way your partner doesn't personalize because you're not coming to blame them. So oftentimes people respond in a different way when you come from an I perspective using those I statements versus coming and say, you did this like Kimberly said. When you talk to someone about what they did immediately while you're talking, they're not even processing what you're saying. You're thinking (laughs) of a response. Yeah. Right? So... Communication is already disqualified because yeah. now I have to defend myself. Yeah. But speaking from an I perspective, I feel I need this from you. I, I, I want this from you. It, it makes your partner understand your needs mm-hmm. and they want to fulfill your needs. So I think that um, communication is important using I statements okay. and, you know, even your tone. 
watch your tone, no yelling, no degrading language. Sometimes I wonder where in life we picked up that we have to yell when we're mad. We're all, we all do it. We are all guilty of doing that. I don't know if we think that people take us more seriously if our tone is raised, but it gets us nowhere. I agree. Right. And I think it also helps to already have agreed how we're going to disagree. Like before we're even in an argument, we kind of have like standards. I hate to use the word rules, but we already know how we navigate disagreements. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's called the fair fighting rules. Right. 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 Knowing how to fight because disagreements are going to happen. They have to happen. It causes change. It creates growth in a relationship. So planning ahead, knowing when to tailor the conversation, knowing when to walk away and come back to it. Mm -hmm. But we set boundaries about, do we go to bed without discussing this? Mm -hmm. Or do we go to bed and then come back to it the next day? So plan, how do we argue as a group? I mean, as a unit, what do you need from me when we're arguing? Do you need me to just hear you out? And then we take a step back and come back and address it, but plan ahead because disagreements happen, but communicate on how to effectively argue. Okay. I should have brought my notepad. (laughs) (laughs) You can can release it. (laughs) Yeah. How much do you think vulnerability plays a part in communication? I think it plays all parts. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we're vulnerable. We don't want to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. so we don't communicate our needs. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hurt our partner because because we don't want to hurt our partner, we don't always tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, our needs does not get met. So be available, emotionally available, mm-hmm. so that you can be vulnerable to your partner because this is the one person you are supposed to be open and honest in yeah. about everything, right. Right? right? Sometimes we think that not discussing something and not addressing something is saving our partner's feelings and emotions when it's actually doing the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't fix what we don't address. Yeah. And it definitely builds too when you do that. Right. It shows up. You may not want to deal with it and you can try to push it to the side, but it's going to show it's up. Be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it shows up when it feels like showing up. It can show up at your grandma's house in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to check in and communicate and be vulnerable. But you also have to make sure that you are giving your partner the space to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Can I tell you how I feel without you personalizing? That's the thing. If I tell you how your behavior made me feel, doesn't mean that I'm telling you that you are a bad person. Mm -hmm. And if you don't give me the space to be vulnerable, then you can't expect for me to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know you mentioned you don't know who taught us, you know, when you argue that you need to yell. Mm-hmm. So on a developmental level, where do we learn along the way how to communicate in relationships? Do you think that's something that starts when you're a child or like when you're, you know, observing your, the adults, your parents communicating? 
And unfortunately, I know for some people, we don't get it until we in a relationship. But on a developmental level, where do you think is the foundation for building that structure of how to communicate, how to build relationships through communication? I believe it starts as early as zero to two, because that's when you're going through the developmental stage of trust and mistrust. Mm -hmm. You're learning to trust that your needs will be met or not met. And you're learning through the relationship that you have with your parents. Mm -hmm. That's your first form of communication. Mm -hmm. If I cry, will someone pick me up and feed me? That Mm -hmm. means that if I, my crying is my verbal communication. Mm -hmm. And if I verbally communicate my needs, will my mom pick me up and give me what I need? Will my dad pick me up? Mm -hmm. And if those needs are not getting met, we tend to shut down. Mm So, and also watching the adults in your home as a child, Mm -hmm. because we mimic what we see. Mm -hmm. So it starts as young as a a baby, Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate and through life experiences and things of that nature. But the core of it starts from childhood, Mm -hmm. early childhood. I agree. Me too. Absolutely agree. What words of encouragement our advice would you give for someone who may had a poor example growing up and you know they're in a relationship or they're seeking a relationship and they desire to have a healthy relationship like what words of encouragement are what would you tell them to do to help navigate having to learn how to communicate later on in life i would encourage you just be honest and open with yourself Mm -hmm. Be honest and open with yourself and be honest and open with your needs. Mm-hmm. That's that's will be my encouragement. Mm-hmm. When you are honest and open with other people and with yourself, you get your needs met. Um, speak up for yourself. Be more vocal. Mm-hmm. Verbalize, right? Mm-hmm. We No one can help you unless they know what you need help with. And don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Mm -hmm. It is necessary and it's absolutely needed. So I think it's even okay to pray and to ask God to help you navigate communication if it's something you're having to figure out in adulthood or in the midst of being in a a relationship and just a possibility to be a healthy relationship. Yeah. But you're realizing those areas of growth on your end. I think it's okay to even seek God about it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because your communication starts with your communication with God. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the first person you need to establish healthy communication with. Mm-hmm. Seek you first the kingdom of God and then all things, right? Right. You have to go to God for everything, even taking it back to a relationship. Communicate with God about your partner. Mm-hmm. Go to God first because God will position your partner to be in a place to receive when yeah. you do communicate. So yeah. Right? Because sometimes we want to address, we want to go in and talk all these, say whatever. But if that person is not in a space to receive, mm-hmm. it just falls by the wayside. Very true. So it's important to always go to God because God will give you the words to say to your partner, but also soften your partner's heart to receive receive what you communicate. Mm -hmm. 
important just to remember that the most important relationship, that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you say, Grace, is important or what have you found to be helpful for keeping in relationship with God? Communication. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. That, look like? that looks like making time for God mm-hmm. and keeping God first in all areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Consistently seeking God and asking God for input. Spirituality is not the most important. Um, it's not the only part of life, but it's the most important because it affects all mm-hmm. areas of your life. Yeah. So I see God about every area of my life. And seeking God means communication. We all communicate with God in different ways, whether that's through oral prayers, written prayers, journaling, mm-hmm. you know, um, however, watching sermons, however you speak to God, because God is communicating. Yeah. It's up to you to open your ears and your heart to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. What would you say to someone who's just starting their walk with God? What would I say? I would say be open to receive because God is always speaking. Be intentional and sit and listen to God. Sometimes we get caught up in movement and doing so much that we don't take time to sit with ourselves, meditate, and hear from God. So meditation and just spending some quiet time with God is the way to connect. Mm Quality time. Quality time with God is so important because you, first of all, you need to know what his voice sounds like to you, mm-hmm. what his promptings sounds like to you. So meditate on his word, mm-hmm. seek him, pray, communicate, try to communicate whatever ways that you feel connected to God. Utilize that. Mm-hmm. It's your weapon. And you'll be able to tap in. And how do you know when God is communicating? Like, what are some people don't know that is God trying to communicate with them? How do how can you be able to tell if it's God? <laughs> is it different for each person? You guys think, or I believe that it is different for each person. But then I also believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, as Grace mentioned, spending time with God and becoming familiar with His voice, you'll you'll know it'll be. Um, Something that resonates with your spirit. Yeah. And it'll feel light within you in some and that may just be how God speaks to me. Yeah. But you know, spending time and trusting him and being open to to receive, you know, from him. Just like in a regular relationship, you build that trust and that communication and, and you'll become familiar with his voice. You'll know, you know, when it is from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Spending time with him and his voice is that still quiet, small, quiet voice, right? You know you have access to information that you didn't. You know that you have this inner knowing and inner feeling. That's God because he leads you and he gives you access that you didn't have. Not only that, God can speak to you through people because you may have a question or something that you're struggling with and a random person may just talk to you about it and give you mm-hmm. a piece of advice. That's God speaking through that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence. It's because you asked and God speaks to us 
different ways. You can turn on a TV and see a commercial that has that speaks to you. Yeah. It's like, did God really send that? Right. <laughs> so positioning, I think. It's more about positioning yourself to hear from God and not limiting God to just, oh, I got to hear God on my own. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can be through your kids. Sometimes it could be through a stranger, a coworker, whatever. Yeah. You can read, you can turn on YouTube and see something. But just positioning yourself and knowing without the shadow of a doubt that I didn't have access to this. These are not my thoughts. Mm -hmm. This is something outside of myself. Like you said, resonate with you in a whole different way than your own ideas and thoughts. really good grace yeah yes i think so yeah i really enjoy <laughs> me too <laughs> me too yes 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 i'm so glad that you guys decided to have me here it has been a complete pleasure yes pleasure is all mine you're very knowledgeable you know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah so what you're talking about she's a woman of god it makes a difference yeah yes. when yeah. you have that knowledge you know that clinical background yeah but you also, you know, the power of God, the power of God yeah. and you listen to the spirit of God and you led by the Holy Spirit. It makes Amen. you dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I received that really well. Yeah, I did. Thank God. Thank God. All glory to God. <laughs> you don't want to talk to Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So again, just thank you. Thank you so much, Grace. Yes. And thank you for having me. Of course. Yes. yes. And thank you all for listening. We're going to close out the same way we started with prayer. All right. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together, Lord God. Thank you for our friend Grace, Lord God, who was able to come and share her wisdom, Lord God. Um, we thank you so much for your blessings, Heavenly Father. I ask that you allow this pie to bless others, Lord God, and to create growth, Lord God, and understanding in areas that they may need, Heavenly Father. We love you. We thank you for your voice, Heavenly Father. I ask that you would continue to speak to us, Lord God, and allow your voice to resonate with us, God, in a way that we know it can only be you, Lord. We love you. We thank you. And we lift your name up. In your heavenly name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.